0: Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah!
1: Fifty hours in counting to go, kick Let's off. go! Let's go! 50, it is a one o'clock start, right? It is. I wanted to make sure uh, yes. the Central Time Zone. Always got to. Hey, it yeah. could be a four o'clock. I, I hate that. Like it's I a weird weekend because of Christmas
0: on a Monday. We have football all weekend. There's two games Saturday, a bunch on Sunday, a triple header on Christmas Day. It's and well, I'm sure there
1: is there's a divorce lawyer.com bowl game somewhere to- <laughs> if there isn't, there should be. There should be. You know, it's all it's long been said that the NFL owns a day of the week. Right. But if you think about it, they've hijacked really three full days. Because Thursday night, Sunday, all day from yeah. and when they play in Europe, you have football, NFL football, from ten in the morning yeah. until yeah. midnight. So, you have 14 out. Your Sundays are shot. Mm -hmm. And then Monday, they have Monday night football. And during the holidays, it's, like you said, a couple on Saturday. You got Thursday. You got a full slate Sunday. A game Monday. Three games Monday. It's Green weird when I saw a 1 o'clock game on Monday that looks so I strange, guess, but that's it. Because they're looking at Monday as like an off day because a lot of people will be off yep. for Christmas, right? right. They're going to wipe the floor with the NBA. Well, like. and
2: that's the thing. Like, Ooh. there used to be like this gentleman's agreement, right? Yes, like, there was. They gave the NBA Christmas and they'd and now they're like, no, nah, you know what? We're going to take that too. <laughs> so years. how long until they start making Saturday games a regular thing? Because they always well, left Saturday for college football. That's exactly right. And then right after Army, Navy, they start putting NFL games on. If they don't respect the NBA, they certainly don't respect college. They're just
1: going to start putting NFL games on every Saturday. It'll be interesting if that happens to see because people are going to have to choose.
3: That Saturday if you're a Buckeye game?
1: fan and a Browns fan and they schedule the Browns uh, on a November
3: and Saturday, that's easy. flip the coin, the I'm watching the Browns. Yeah. I am I'm just. I'm, I'm, I will every yeah. time. And if it's an 8 o'clock game and it's, and it's TCU versus Oklahoma State in primetime, oh no, I'm watching that NFL game. Now, Saturday, the night.
1: reason I don't think that'll happen in the immediate near future is because they're in, like NBC, for instance, they're in the college football business, yeah, they're yeah. in the NFL business, ESPN. College football, a good, NFL. Yeah, all so in both. they won't want to you cannibalize, that's cannibalize great, themselves. That's, that's yeah. a really but good point. But when Amazon becomes a bigger player and Apple becomes a bigger player and they're Who streaming knows? their games, that might be a way for them to say, let's go. Yeah. Let's, go let's go on Full bowl be... sa- Boat Saturday and see what we Dang have. Dang, ABC. Y'all ain't even in the mix. Well, no ESPN. They're owned by uh, Disney. Yeah, it's yeah, all the same yeah, money, really. Yeah. Uh, busy show. Really busy show. 90 minutes here. And then uh, it's the coveted. Thirty minutes of never before seen Browns coverage coming up at WKYC Channel Three at twelve thirty. I like the look. Is that the Christmas theme? It's the most festive yeah. button down I
2: have. Mm, I, like, nice. it. I so, like it. I like, I like, two the, I like it. Two thumbs up. A little bit
1: lumberjack, That's a little bit busy. Like said, what Mike said. Mike said yeah. all right, the lumberjack's here. <laughs> well with the beard too. I mean it really does. Jason the lumberjack. Yeah. Um busy show. We have Tim Couch on our 90 minute show. Uh, a lot of talk about the, the Texans and the Browns, how they match up. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun today because I've got a stat that I'm going to give after Mikey says his first hello of the day um, that blew my mind, and I'm not sure if you guys have seen this yet, but it really—it's—it's it's one of the most incredible stats I've seen maybe all year, and it's about the Browns and another NFL team. But first, good morning, hello, and welcome back to Mikey McNuggets. You've been yeah. gone like, three weeks.
4: Five days. (laughs) It was four days of work. I worked on Sunday when I was home, so it was like three days officially off. Earl and Ant did a phenomenal job holding down the fort. They crushed it. You guys continue to put out good content when I'm not here, so I'm just part of the cog that keeps this thing moving. But you guys are the stars of the show, and we got a big show as Jay mentioned. We're going to WKYC in 90 minutes, give or take. But first, G. You sent me something that we have to show yes,
3: yes And I
4: know you're giving away And you're selling some of these Grinch hoodies And you said you found the actual Grinch I did And somehow he found BushlineBeauty.com Because
3: we have visual proof of the Grinch <laughs> He just showed up With the full. With, Look, with the mascot, man Shout out to my man Look at this right here. Whoa. the actual G Money showed up and was like, hey, let me put the hoodie on, dog. Let me put the shirt on. And he just sent it to me. Shout out to him, man. Like, that's crazy. Really, I just popped up in my email. Repping your gear. Repping the gear with the with the I, I've been wearing the mascot for years. This dude already got the whole damn suit. No, Grinch starts with G. Yeah. There's some synergy there. There is, there is. Uh, you know, yeah, shout out to him. Um, he, he traveled all the way from the North Pole. And he put the shirt on and um I, I owe him a little bit of money but we'll get it th- well, well get that it's song. an endorsement deals nil deal <laughs> <laughs> um I, we're gonna dive right
1: in but before we do i, I have to give this stat a, a viewer sent this to me yesterday in my email and i said that is patently false there is no way that's a fact i have to look this up because if it's true it's going to stun everybody but this is it's true i looked it up going back to when drew Brees left the Chargers, Drew Brees. Now, remember, he went on to have a Hall of Fame career with New Orleans, won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. What was that like 2002? 2005. Five, okay. Mm-hmm. Since the day Drew Brees left, the, the Chargers have moved. San Diego and Los Angeles have started a grand total of four quarterbacks. Wow. Going back to 2005. The Browns have started four quarterbacks. This year. This year. And I, I said that, that can't be right. There's got to be wait, holes in that. Wait, can we guess them? Uh, it's, you don't even have to guess them. They, they're on the tips of every fan's tongue. You know who who, who they hey, are? Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. Rivers. 6 oh, to nineteen. Charlie Whitehurst. Ty, no. Tyrod Taylor Tyrod played Taylor. a game. Ty, Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor, Justin Herbert, Philip Rivers, Easton Stick.
0: Oh yeah, now Easton stick. stick. Well, how but, many of the Packers started since then?
1: Well. Even though they had long stretches with Favre and then Rodgers, Favre didn't get hurt, but I think Rodgers may have been there. But look it up. All, just uh, all-time Green Bay Packers quarterbacks. I, I Probably 2006. Was that the, was the date? 2006? 2005 was when Drew Brees left the Saints. So you're literally talking about 18 years. What really stru- struck me, I think, was the fact that Phillip Rivers, from 06 to 19, took every snap in, in San Diego.
0: That's remarkable. Well, that is crazy to stay That's stunning. Meanwhile, uh, when Mason Rudolph starts against the Bengals tomorrow, be, he'll be the fifty-eighth quarterback to start a game this year. We could get to sixty. And the Chargers didn't have a second one in in all those years with Philip Rivers. Oh,
2: we'll
1: Brimish. get we'll get to sixty. We'll get to sixty. I mean, you got three weeks to get two more. We in can't see
2: everyone throws their schlubs in there.
1: Yep. Yeah, true. Whether you've clinched a spot or your season's done, yeah. you want to look at somebody.
0: And Jacoby Brissett hasn't started a game. Who would have guessed that? At 58 quarterbacks have started, yeah. Jacoby not Brissett has sure. You not have told me game. that
1: he wouldn't have been one of them. I would have said that's wrong. <laughs> right. That's false. Anyhow, that, that stat just tore my mind up. And, and what I did was I went back even a little bit longer. The Browns have had 10 quarterbacks in the last four or five years because yep. they had a bunch last year, the year before. You can go back 10 quarterbacks and listen to some names that you get thrown in there. Let's go from the bottom: Easton Stick, Justin Herbert, Tyrod Taylor, Philip Rivers, Drew Brees. Go six back. You're at Doug Flutie. Jeez. Then you've got at nine back Jim Harbaugh. Right. At ten back, you're at Ryan Leaf. And that's just ten quarterbacks yeah, removed yeah. from I, where they are I now. I can't believe Flutie is after Ryan Leaf. That's crazy. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah, tells yeah. you about was, the longevity of his career because yeah, he how, went to Canada. How many do you go back for? Felt's. Um, so 11, a while? 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, oh, it's 18, that far. Yeah, 18, Okay. 20. Yeah, they, they, must had, have had they a str- Look, they had a stretch of years that were very Browns-like. Right, Some yeah. Billy
2: Joe Tolliver years in there. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the Packers have Sean started Salisbury, Gail yeah. Gilbert.
4: What's what was that? the Packers? Packers have started seven: Favre, Rogers, Matt Flynn, Se- Seneca
1: Wallace, Scott Tolzien, Brett Hundley, and Jordan Love. Okay. It's still stunning that you could go 18 years and start four quarterbacks. And the Browns have started four quarterbacks. The emailer said in October. But I don't think Flacco started a game in October, no, so that no, can't be no, right. No, no. Uh, but still, I mean, for dramatic purposes, just, yeah. you know, this season they've started as many as the Chargers have started in the last 18 years. And it's Mind not like blowing. the Chargers have been the model franchise. I mean, they've been a decent franchise, but They not... had some good years with Phillip Rivers. Right. Couldn't but they're not like, the it's Hall. not like it's
0: the Patriots. No, so, exactly. You know.
1: Right, right. Okay, um, first up, we're, we're going to talk about, oh, Do you, you want to do a read first? Yeah, I got to go do a FanDuel read as we All get right, in
4: bad. here. And as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay red hot on FanDuel. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. <laughs> so if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Do you have a ticket? No tickets today. We're going to get right into it because we are so jam-packed busy. But if you have a winning ticket, make sure you tweet it at us. We'll get back to featuring those next week on the show. We mentioned Joe Flacco, and Jay, he has put up some astronomical numbers, good and bad in his first three starts. Yeah, A lot of turnovers, a lot of touchdowns. So I want to start with this question. At this stage of his career, is it possible for Joe Flacco to play four quarters of turnover-free football, or are the turnovers just part of the experiment and the experience of 38-year-old Joe Flacco?
0: You guys? I think it's – the way the Browns are playing right now with an inability to run, and maybe that's going to be helped because – Posick did play practice yesterday, and I read something this morning that Petonio's is going to try to go, even though he hasn't practiced this week. And if they have both of those guys, I would think they'll have a better chance of being able to run at least a little more. But I, I think you know, hopefully not three interceptions. But I think Joe Flacco, you know, he's in his career, he's especially in his recent career, he's turned the ball over a lot. That's part of what you're going to get when you when you have a, an older quarterback. Who's still got a good arm and is a he's a gunslinger. He's not afraid to take a chance. Bernie talked about this eloquently yesterday. He said, Listen, the guy's not a scare not scared to throw that third pick, the fourth pick. He's gonna keep making those throws. Well, he's gonna keep making those throws. Occasionally they're gonna go to the other team. So I think that's part of the mix that they have to deal with with him as quarterback right now.
2: Did you guys see the clip this week of Kevin on the sideline on one of the interceptions? It was it was said Tillman's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the yes. first, yes. first yes. interception. Yep. And and I think that with young receivers, obviously not Amari, but with some of these young receivers this is going to happen, too, where it, it's not. it looks like it's Joe's fault. It's not on Joe. Yeah. If guy's running the wrong route or guy gets picked or whatever, we've seen that a couple times where he's throwing interceptions on plays that weren't his fault. So when you combine that with what Bull just said, because I agree 100% with everything Bull just said, yeah, he's going to turn the ball over. You're still going to have turnovers. Yep. You can – I mean, the Browns have survived all year playing football that we've said for decades, you can't win this way. <laughs> right. It's a
1: dangerous game they
2: play. Oh, it, it is. Yeah. It for sure. And yeah. at some point, it's probably we're going to go, well, it finally caught up it, with them.
1: Yeah, it, you're right.
2: But I just think that this is, I mean, they're pot committed now. This is how they're yeah. going to play. Yeah. And he's and the throw that he made to Amari on that incredible touchdown throw that when it left his hands, I thought was going to get picked,
1: you don't get that throw without some of the other throws. That's right. Bernie used that yeah, example. Exactly Did he, right, said, exactly. he said the exact same thing. He said Gary Danielson told him early in his career, you better stop being pick immune. You're going to throw picks. You've got an arm to make a lot of throws. If you start making picks and you lose your courage, was the word birdie used, then you become check down Charlie. You're going nowhere that way. He said the great quarterbacks are not afraid to throw four picks. That's what he said. And then he went on to say what you just said, that throw to Amari never happens If he doesn't have the courage to come back from those picks. Absolutely. So kind of like Josh Allen, you take the good and you hope that the good far outweighs the bad. Brett Favre was like that. Peyton Manning early in his career was an interception machine. And he had somebody very important in his ear, his dad who played with a very, very bad franchise in the NFL that told him you're going to throw picks. Just get used to
3: it. It's part of the NFL. Do you think he can do it? Four quarters without turning it over? Uh, Yeah, but, you know, that's something we all shoot for. We shoot for no turnovers. But when you're playing a game like this and you're throwing the football a lot, which... We are throwing the ball more now because that's the best chance to give us the best chance to win. That's going to happen. You know, Tim DeRuiter, who used to be my defensive coordinator at OU, um, he was at Texas A&M with Von Miller, Arizona, a couple other teams. You know, we were really good at stopping a run, and and we stopped a run all year. And Then we came in one day, and the team threw up four or 500 yards on us in the air. And he came in, he said, "The, the objective has changed. It's no longer stop the run. That's not our <laughs> moniker. Stop what the hell they doing. That's our moniker right now. And so that just shows you that you have to pivot to what gives you the best chance to win. And right now, I, I've been a run-first guy. I've been a run-first guy when it was, uh, you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I was a run-first guy when the offensive line was healthy. But at this point, you ain't got none of the above, letter D. You don't have Chubb, you don't have the offensive line, and you don't have the vision in the backs that you got right now that's starting. So my thing is... Hey, you, you, you give yourself the best chance to win and that is Joe Flacco throwing the football downfield and there's some, there's some collateral damage with that, but you just live with it. And real quick, we, every single week, I think we said, I know I said when it was PJ Walker,
2: when it's DTR, don't turn the ball over, don't turn the ball over, don't turn the ball over because you didn't have the big playability sure. right? flip side of that. Now nope. you do yeah. to, to sort of offset exactly what you were saying. If he throws a pick, well, he's going to come back with something a little bit better. So it's not as damaging. Nobody wants to turn the ball over, but it's not as damaging now as it felt like it was when it was DTR and P.J. Walker.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you went that way because the way I was going to come at this, yeah, he's definitely going to throw turnovers. Just get used to it. It's part of Joe Flacco. It's part of why we love him. He's got the big arm. He's got courage and onions that we haven't seen in Cleveland in a very, very, very long time. Uh, The analogy I was going to use was all the other guys, DTR, not so much Deshaun Watson, but DTR and Phillip Rivers were using a shovel. To dig out of their messes, P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker. Walker. Who'd I say? Philip Rivers. Rivers. <laughs> Rivers. We're still, still in. we still in. we are still using Because 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 uh, calls him Philip. That's, <laughs> That's <right>. how he's <laughs> become P.J. Walker yeah. uh, was using a shovel to dig out of his mess.
3: Yeah.
1: Joe Flacco has a backhoe. Mm-hmm. He just waltzes in there with his backhoe, sticks that thing in the ground, and it's the pass to Amari Cooper. That can get you out of a previous interception. Also, he knows what he has. On the sidelines when he's on the field. And that's a pretty damn good defense. That's a safety net for his interceptions. I don't want to put them in jeopardy. Now, last week he threw a pick six and another one that led to the six-yard line or whatever it was right. that led to another touchdown. You can't make a habit of doing that. Right. But he he knows I've got a defense that I trust. And because of that, I'm going to try to make throws that I wouldn't make if I had the 27th-ranked defense. Right. So it's complementary football. It's having the backhoe arm to dig you out of whatever holes you might create, and I'm okay with those turnovers as long as this, the TD number has to be bigger than the INT number. We can't have two touchdowns, three interceptions. One touchdown, three interceptions. It's got to be three
3: touchdowns, one or two interceptions. Do, do, you agree, do you agree that the ceiling, though, if the Browns want to get to the Super Bowl, because we've been talking about this a while, the ceiling is... The no turnovers in the playoffs. Because I think to beat one of these really good teams, you're going to have to have a game where he plays really I, good. But and don't you change the I would say limit the turnovers. Yeah, I,
0: because he can't what Jay's talking about. They can still win games in the regular season when he has two, three turnovers, yeah. I think. But when you're playing the better teams, no. Like, yeah. he can still have one pick in a playoff game. If you're and on you the road away in with Kansas that. City. Woo. Yeah. yeah, you, can yeah. Give, you give Kansas City two short fields. Yeah. And, and, and again, not, as you said, Jay, not all picks are equal. If I throw right. a pick at the 30 yard at the at the Chiefs 30 yard line and they a started at the 30. OK, that's not the end of the world. Right. But if I'm throwing a pick six, I mean, that's that's a disaster. Yeah. In a bad, big bad, game.
1: bad. Can't happen. By the way,
0: speaking of what you're saying about the him knowing he has the defense. Mike, can you put up that stat I texted you right before the show? Yeah, one sec. Because this this stat not a surprise stat, but it was it was kind of you know it was uh, it was a good one here. According to PFF Browns, the Cleveland Browns defense has allowed points on just 45 of 186 drives. That's 24%. That's so insane. they're giving up points one out of four drives essentially. The average in the league
1: is 35. That's it's better th- than one out of three is the league average. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what's crazy about that? You guys know how these stats work. With 32 teams, typically the separation between one, two, and three. Is a tenth of a percentage point, maybe a percentage point. They're eleven percentage points better than the league average.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: that's that is a rare defense, guys. And how many? Short fields has the offense put them in right. position. Well, I can They're think, still
2: getting dinged for that
1: stat. Yes, they are. When when, when they start a drive on the eleven or whatever the it was the goal line. It was. Yeah. I mean, okay, that counts against them. Yeah, that counts against them. Right. Yeah, right. And, and there've you been know, a few of those short fields. We kn- I can think of a bunch of short fields that the offense has given the defense to work with this yeah. year. That
0: I would could love be to, even
5: better,
1: Mike. I would love to know a stat of how many
0: touchdowns. The Browns have has given up where the other team had to go more than 65 yards compared to other teams. That's something I, I, we should yeah, look, try to find I will try oh, to look to that up. That would be really hard to, to find. I'd get. I'd be stunned Even if the Browns 50. weren't number one by a lot. Even 50.
4: So I'll yeah, tell you, true. I, I did think just you're right, find Bull. this, though, Bull. So, I, I found where <laughs> they got that stat. The Browns have only allowed scoring drives on 24.2%. The Chiefs are second at 28.4. You okay, said the league average was 35%. They're 11 points better. So, so in look,
1: baseball terms, that would be if, if you had a 280 batting average as a team. Yeah. And the number two team batting average was 240. Yeah, it's a pretty big difference. I mean, when you put it into those terms, yeah. that's a huge gap. But, Jay, here's, here's what
4: I want to point out. So they were 11 points better than league average, right? Okay. 11 points worse than league average. Dead last in the NFL, forty-six percent. So they are double. Wow, it's the Commanders at forty-six that? and a half percent. Washington. Washington. I think a, the only crazy.
0: teams that compare that can compete with the Browns defensively are Baltimore and San Francisco. I think they're I think those. I think the Browns are the best. I think those teams are close. I don't think anybody else is close. Baltimore's
4: third in that percentage, by the way. Where's 20, San Fran? Twenty-eight percent. San Francisco's ninth at thirty-one. percent Where's Philly? I'm surprised by that. Philly would be uh, Philly, 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 Philly. Philly struggled a little bit.
3: That
2: far down. I didn't think they'd be they that far 28th. Wow. 40%. They're struggling. Holy cow. Wow. They're,
3: they're playing terrible football M- right McNuggets, I'm going to tell you this. You might, you might enjoy this analogy. Like, I think the reason the Browns are, are head and shoulders <laughs> above the rest of those teams in, in those particular categories is, remember uh, Nolan Richardson and 40 Minutes of Hell? Oh yeah! yeah. Rem- remember how I used to just press you and press you and press yep. you, and eventually you just broke. When you look at the Cleveland Browns, they they offer a version of that. They they press cover you with three great corners. Their win percentage is in the 60s, and they are to, the top four win percentages in the league. In the league, you have the best pass rusher, mm-hmm. and on top of that, you have the ability with some of the creative stuff that you do to get home and you got linebackers like JLK who are faster than anybody you the lineman can block. When you pressure somebody and you don't give up anything on first down, they're looking to come get you. It isn't like, hey, just let's play some base defense and sure. give them three. No, they're trying to hit you for losses and when you get to second, 13, second and 14, third and 10, it's a wrap. You're not, it's done now because now we're going to press you and we're going to get home with Miles Garrett, who's getting there faster than anybody. So it's almost like a constant pressure that you always deal with. I like that t- analogy. By the time you get to the fourth quarter, they're going to give you something. I like that. Remember, hell. remember the movie, Remember the Titans? I'm sure
0: everybody's yep. seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Remember that they were playing that coach who's a racist and the referees were kind of cheating against them. Yeah. And then the white assistant coach, Coach Yost, goes, he brings the defense together. I don't want to see them get another yard in this game. Yeah. That's Jim Schwartz on the sideline. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It is. From it the really get go, too. Yeah.
3: You're like, dang, Coach Schwartz, give him something. I you. want them to remember the <laughs> night they played the, <laughs> the Browns. Browns. Yeah. <laughs> we love it.
1: Yeah, so, you know, turnovers at a minimum, try to keep them down. But I, I was upset last week with the second one and then the third one. And I'm like, you can't win that way. Right. Now you can't make a habit of winning that way.
3: Yeah, no, you're
1: not going to score three times in the fourth quarter and hold the opposing defense to a bunch of three and outs as a, as a rule, you can do that against some of the, like, like bull said, some of the bottom rung teams like the bears and maybe the Texans even without their starting quarterback. But when you get into the playoffs, those teams, when you make a mistake against those teams. They put their foot on on your throat, and they choke you out. They make you pay for those mistakes. Yeah. So, I, I'm a boy. You can't eliminate the, the turnovers. Nobody's going into a game saying, it's okay, Joe. If you throw three, we're all, that's okay. <laughs> no one's saying that. But right now, no one's whispering in his ear, Joe, what are you trying to do? Right. You? What, you can't make that throw. No one's saying that now because they have seen him make that throw. Mm-hmm. And so, you live with the good, and you hope that it's better than the bad. And it's a little like Josh Allen. Josh Allen has been pick-prone. The last two years, but when you're throwing for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns, you'll take some of that bad stuff. Yep. All right, All we're going to move on talk a little of Mari
4: Cooper, but before we do that, another reminder that FanDuel is America's number one sports book, and even as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay a red hot on FanDuel. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is easy to use and there's a wide range of betting options including spreads, player props, over/unders, and much much more. So visit fanduel.com/ucss to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Amari Cooper's 15 yards away from becoming the first Browns wide receiver ever with back-to-back 1000-yard seasons. And it's going to be celebrated it deserves to be celebrated. But as a Browns fan, how will you guys feel about this accomplishment, considering they're the only team in football that hasn't had it yet, and it's something that you would expect a modern-day franchise to have already accomplished in their history? G, you want to start?
3: Man, listen, I, I'm going to at Amari Cooper, and I, I think when, when people look at him, I always be like, he's undervalued. And when I say undervalued, it's, it's not like he, people don't know who he is. It's just a simple fact that he really doesn't do anything like DK Metcalf's huge, big, strong, fast. Um, you, you look at guys like Amran uh, uh, um, Say Brown, like like he's the guy that's jitterbugs, get through holes, do his thing. He doesn't have the straight line speed like uh, like a CD Lamb or or any of those guys. But what he does have is he has this uncanny ability to just get open. Like I don't, we talk about that route. We, we excuse me. We talk about that pass, but the route itself was money bags too. Think about how he has to. He does. He ran right between three people. Like he could have. He could have bent that route a little bit differently, and he would have got picked off. He could have. He could have moved to the left or right six inches or so, and that ball would have got knocked out. He runs these routes. He does what he needs to do to get to get the ball, and he's just st- studied. And, and the thing I like what he said too was when he said it felt like. Uh, 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 a weight off my shoulders when Joe Flacco was here. When he said Joe Flacco, he said, hey, when we found out he was coming here, it was a weight off my shoulders. And if you look at the way he was playing when he was playing with P.J. Walker and DTR, it looked a little different. Now, granted, he was hurt a little bit, but, you know, this is a guy who at one point in the beginning of the season, they said, look, we might not be able to pay him. We might not. He, we might have to move on from him. No, that's not. He needs to be back here next year. It just goes to show you how starved the Browns have been for for receivers. We have never had receivers, bro. Well, and this guy's had yeah. nine eighty five or two back to back. It's crazy. Well, think about this.
0: Uh, in the Super Bowl era, so since nineteen sixty nine, you're talking what? What are we at? Fifty four years. This Super Bowl fifty eight. Fifty eight. Okay, so fifty. Yeah. Jeez, 54. That it's easy is. for me to remember. It's yeah. always the same age okay. as me. So, oh. in in fifty oh, wow. in the first 57 years since the Super Bowl, the Browns have had th- not just receivers. They've had 13 players have a 1,000-yard season. I'm sorry, 12 players, and, and Ozzie Newsom did it twice. So, 13 total times. That's it. In 57 years, Amari Cooper's going to be the remain the 12th player but do it become just the second Browns play forget back-to-back Ozzie Newsome who had a thousand and one yards one year and a thousand two yards another year not back-to-back is the only Browns pass catcher in the Super Bowl era that's had more than 1,000 yard season they've never had a receiver and Amari Cooper's about to be it it is beyond stunning that how bad they've been at getting wide receivers and, boy, Gary, yeah. <laughs> Gary, Gary Barnage. Gary Barnage is one of the 12. Terrell Pryor is one of the 12. I think
3: Webster Slaughter. Webster Slaughter, Leroy, Kevin Johnson. Um, Leroy Kelly. Josh no. Gordon. No, 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 Bell? no, no. Not no. Leroy Kelly. Uh,
0: I'll give you the rest. Here, here it goes. Josh Gordon, Braylon Edwards, Webster Slaughter, Jarvis Landry, Amari Cooper, Kellen Winslow, Kevin Johnson, Gary Barnage, Odell Beckham, Antonio Bryant, Terrell Pryor, and then two years of Ossie Newsom.
2: I was high on Antonio Bryant. I
0: remember oh, Antonio him. Antonio Bryant,
3: there you go. So was, a so lot list. of people were for a minute. Yeah. So does that mean Freddie Kitchens was dope? Apparently. No, no. Like Jarvis no. Landry and Odell had 1,000. Does that mean he was a good coordinator? No. Okay. Not at all. Stats don't matter, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Rice did it 14 times in his Only when you want, want, year. Year. want it, it, right? Oh, my God. Jerry Rice alone had fourteen. times. So Jerry Rice yard had seasons. more
0: 1,000-yard seasons than the Browns have had in oh, 57 years. Those so Browns crazy. will tie them. This so year how will
1: you feel? about that You know,
2: I kind of look at it like the, the, the passing game didn't really evolve and explode until the last 15 or 20 years or so, really. And the Browns have just been absolute horse crap for that entire time. So I'm not terribly surprised. But when you go back, like the Browns had some really good teams in the 80s. It's just yeah. hard to believe. Like, I mean, Webster Slaughter is not a Hall of Famer, but he was a really good receiver. I'm shocked that he didn't do it. Braylon he, did Edwards. it once.
3: he did it no, once. No, I'm saying it yeah. to
2: do it in consecutive oh, years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Braylon Edwards was an incredible talent, but – you only did it once, right? It just, it's, it's one of those, it kind of is like that charger stat you threw out. It kind of blows your mind a little bit of how's that possible. And, and again, for so long, the passing game wasn't really part of the NFL offense, or it wasn't really a featured component of it. It was the whole, you know, when you throw the ball, three things can happen and two of them are bad type mentality really up until about 20, 25 years ago. But i just, I, I just, I go
1: back and look at those eighties teams and, I just can't believe that it never happened twice. You know what? I think what kept it from happening was the fact that they had 2,000 yard backs in the same season. Well, that's true. In yeah. Mack and Byner. Mack and And Biner. it was a real push pull, and I've talked to Bernie about this a number of times. Bernie and fans wanted to throw the football because it was sexy and it looked good, and you could get 50 yards in one play as opposed to 50 yards in eight plays. Yeah. Uh, Marty Schottenheimer said, We're not built for that. We're in Cleveland, it's muddy it's cold, this travels, let's go heavy with the running backs. So they went with Mack and Biner, and they were successful. They didn't ultimately win a Super Bowl, but I think that probably explains away why it didn't happen with Bernie. Mm -hmm. And Ozzie was their primary pass catcher. And again, 1,001 and 1,002, you know what that tells me? That tells me that late in the season, he was sitting at 935, and somebody said, Coach, we got to get him to 1,000. Let's game plan for Ozzie. And so they pushed him, and they barely got him over the edge, 1,001. 1002. I'm glad that you asked the question this way, Mikey, because there was a, a news item that happened in the sports world overnight that we just didn't have time to fit in. But I'm gonna work it in right here as part of my answer because it's an analogy. Your question was will you feel happy or embarrassed? And my answer is the way I feel right now about the Cleveland Guardians this offseason. On one hand, you have the Los Angeles Dodgers, who last night signed a $325 million pitcher, a uh, deal for the best pitcher that some say the Japanese leagues have ever seen. Better than Otani, but the best one that's ever come out. He's 25 years old. He got $325 million. Yamamoto, you're going to hear a lot about him next year. Prior to that, they had spent $700 million to get Shohei Otani. So when you juxtapose what the Dodgers have done to what the Guardians done, here's what you have it. The, the Dodgers have spent over a billion dollars because they also signed another pitcher and gave him $100 million, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it's $1.1 billion that they've spent mm-hmm, on three players. Deal. So there's that. And then you look at the Guardians and they spent, and I got to credit my friend Reflog for this because he tweeted this out this morning. It made me laugh. The Guardians have spent $6 million total compo- com- compared to $1.1 billion and we get Austin Hedges and blue seats.
3: That's crazy. And
1: that's so. I'm happy that we're getting blue seats. They're beautiful. Have you seen them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the drone that flew over the stadium and got the sneak peek. These are nice cushions. They're cushioned. You're gonna love these blue
2: seats. They're pretty. They're nice. They're I g- like. I really like the green. I thought I
1: hated the green. Why I are our seats green. green? Nothing in our color scheme is green. Oh, get rid whole of them. The stadium is beautiful. It's it was beautiful. fine. But the blue. I love the blue. So I'm happy. Austin Hedges. Good dude. Brings a World Series ring with him. Bro, Not much of a bat, but he
3: brings a World Series ring with him. That press so, release was the funniest thing. This was the first move we were making today. Hey, <laughs> yeah, right. We had to f- bring Austin Hedges back. I say these guys. They <laughs> lost it. It's too good to lose these, it. these so, guys. The Guardians <laughs> have spent
1: $6 million for blue seats and hedges. And for that, I'm happy. But that's, when I look at what the Dodgers have done, and they've spent $1.1 on three players, I'm embarrassed. So I, when, when he goes over 1,000 yards... I will be happy. Amari Cooper, that is a great accomplishment. Yeah. But at the same time, I will be patently embarrassed that this is happens so infrequently. And he will be the first receiver in team history to have two back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons.
4: Stunning. We're going to bring in Tim Couch, and it's a special Tim Couch appearance. I'll tell you guys why in one sec. But first, FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. And even as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay red hot. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets. With any winning $5 Moneyline bet, that's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action the app is simple to use and you can bet on anything on FanDuel, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Let's welcome in Tim Couch. And Tim, 21 years ago to the day, you led a 92-yard, 2-minute drive touchdown, a touchdown drive with no timeouts, against the Ravens to keep okay. the playoff hopes alive. You tossed the game-winning score with 43 sec- with 29 seconds to play to lead the Browns to a 14-13 win over the Ratbirds, and the Browns ended up making the playoffs this season. So 21 years, this memory is now legally able to drink, and
1: congratulations
4: <laughs> and thank you again for the uh, happy it, memories. Of oh, it been Rams drinking, drinking for Baltimore. years. It's just
1: been doing it illegally. <laughs> well, now it's legal.
4: So That's it's exactly right. Tim did that, and Tim, thanks for joining us as always today.
5: Hey, good to be with you guys. I appreciate it. That, that was a good memory. Uh, I think I remember most about that game is I hadn't done anything the whole game until that last drive. So fortunately, we were able to finish off with a, with a good drive to win the game. So always tough on the road against Baltimore. But
0: hey, hey Tim, is uh, Flacco's great play and his comebacks making uh, you think about a comeback now or what?
5: Well, after two back surgeries, I think I'm done. But, uh, you know, it's fun to watch him play, man. It it really is. I think, um, you know, I didn't expect this much of Joe. I thought when they brought Joe in, it was going to be more of a, you know, a game manager type, you know, just don't make mistakes, you know, go to the right place with the football, don't turn it over. They've cut him loose. You know, Joe Flacco has thrown for over 300 yards two weeks in a row. And it's his offense. You know, we've uh, had a lot of injuries on the offensive line. We're not running the football particularly well right now. Uh, but Joe is out there making plays. You know, obviously he's turned the ball over a few times. A lot of that, uh, a few of those turnovers weren't his fault, either a, a wrong route or a tip pass or something like that. But uh, Joe's making plays. He's making some unbelievable throws, and they're winning games with him, and it, it's super exciting to watch.
3: Tim, what, what, when you're in a meeting rooms, right, because, you know, you, you've been in there with a lot of guys and a lot of different skill sets. What's the difference between the way the offensive coordinator and the quarterback talk to about game managers and guys they cut loose? Like, what is the, is the rhetoric different? Yeah. <laughs> is there a certain package of plays that you see on film? Like, no, you should have checked that down. Or, or or do they let you throw? How does that work?
5: Yeah, it more depends on, on the player. You know, I think you, you kind of coach uh, all the guys the same way. You want everybody to be that game manager and, and take care of the football priority number one for every quarterback, but then, you know, personalities take over. I think once you get out on the field, you know, you can you can coach me, or you can coach up uh, Ben Roethlisberger, or Peyton Manning, or Brett Favre, and we're all going. To, you can coach us exactly the same way. Uh, when it gets out on the field, we're all going to make our own decisions and do and play the game the way that that, that we play it in in our style. And guys are going to you know. Uh, Not be so uh, aggressive and force the football down the field, and you're going to get a guy like Brett Favre who's going to say, "I'll take a few interceptions because I know I'm going to come back and throw, you know, three or four touchdowns." And then there's other guys that are saying, "You know, I'm going to manage the game a little more. I'm not going to try to turn the ball over. I'm going to be conservative. If, If it's not there, I'll check it down or tuck it and run and do those kind of things." So you coach everyone the same, but you know, like I said, everyone's personality comes out once once they have the ball in their hand.
1: Tim, he's made some great throws. You talked about the picks, and some of them were definitely not on him. Those are balls that are going to be picked off. You throw it 40 times a game, you're going to have interceptions in right. there. The one throw that really stood out to us last week was the route to Amari Cooper that he took for a touchdown. Um, I don't know if you remember the play. I think we have it on tagboard. We don't. Um, you may remember the play. There, there were uh, defenders converging. The lane which right. maybe started this big was about the width of the football by the time the football got to him. Cooper made the catch and took it for a touchdown. Talk about what's going on in his head as he sees that play developing. He knows that you're trying to throw a football between two moving walls that are closing in on each other. What's the thought process process of that? And what in your mind is the completion probability of that throw before he makes it?
5: Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing with that throw, which was unbelievably impressive, I think was the anticipation that he threw the football with. You know, when he let it go my first reaction was, oh, no, this is a pick, because I, I knew it was cover two, and that corner was just going to sit right there and fall back into that into that crossing route, and then you got the safety driving on it as well, and, and when he let it go, I mean, the the window was like, it, it was not there, but he anticipated that throw and put it in the only spot possible uh, that he could put it in, and I think for, for a guy like Joe, that's uh, he, he just has a lot of belief in his arm strength, and I think you have to, that, that's number one with a throw like that. You have to believe that you can fit that football uh, into a tight space and, and it has to be perfectly accurate. It, 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 if it's not, it's gonna get knocked down or picked off. And uh, he threw it with perfect timing, perfect accuracy. And, you know, for a guy who's been on this roster for, for what, three, four weeks now, it's 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 unbelievable that he's out there making those type of plays at that point in a game. You know, that, that that was a game-winning play. And, um, you know, just uh, just, just phenomenal uh, for, for a guy like Joe who had had some turnovers early in the game to still have the confidence to throw that football down the field into a into a defense like that into a tight window. And, and he's able to make that play. It was it was super impressive. And uh, man, 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 it was fun to watch.
2: Tim, I haven't seen that route all year. And is it why did mm-hmm. that play look so unique? Was it the coverage? Was it the route? Or am I just making too much of it? Because I'm the same as you. I said earlier in the show, I thought it was a pick as soon as it left his hands. And I was talking to Garrett earlier, it just felt like it's a different route tree with Joe and some of these guys are running some different routes that they weren't with DTR and with PJ and that play in particular is something that I had, I don't recall seeing before. Why did it look so unique and strange to, at least to me and I think to a lot of people?
5: Yeah, I think so. I think it is because of Joe. I think they've opened up the route tree with, with Joe because of his ability to push the ball down the field. Uh, you know, I think with, with with PJ and DTR in there, I think it was a little more of a conservative game plan with Joe. You know, they're 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 throwing the football down the field. You know, I love some of these play actions on on you know second and short, third and short, where he's chunking it down the field, getting big plays. Um, you know, it's it's just been uh, every, everything's kind of opened up, you know. And I think also you factor in the running game has has slacked off the last several weeks as well. So it's forced Joe and the offense to have to open up to get some more plays down the field and try to create some of those those splash plays and, and put points on the board. So and Joe has the ability to do that. You know, I think that's the key uh, is to have a guy like Joe who um, who has the experience to know when to throw those balls and when not to, and uh, he knows what the windows he can fit them in. He's done this a million times and. It's just, uh, it's looked totally different. You know, you're, you're talking about a guy who won a Super Bowl in this league, who's been a starter for a very long time, who's been a very productive player over a long period of time. And it's, uh, you know, it's showing out there. You know, even though he's on a new team and a new system, he still has all the confidence in the world and his abilities to throw it down the field. And, and I, I, love to, I love to watch it. It's, it's fun to watch this offense open up and let these receivers go make the plays that, that they're capable of making.
4: Tim, you mentioned play action out of the shotgun. According to next gen stats against Chicago, on play action, Passes out of the gun. Flacco was 7 for 7, 190 yards and a perfect 99.9 wow. passer rating. So, whatever he's doing, no. it's working to perfection.
5: Man, keep it going. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Tim, you know, you talked about him playing with confidence, right? Like, I, I don't want to take away any credit from the coaching staff. Kevin a fan. He's done a magnificent job. This team is unlike the last decade for the most part of Browns football. They've played with confidence, with toughness, and all that. But it feels like the way Joe has played – and the the moxie or the, the veteran influence that he has brought to the offense, that he has lifted the confidence even higher of the rest of the team. Do you buy that?
5: Yeah, absolutely. I do. I, I think with Joe's just presence of walking out on into that locker room with what he's accomplished in this league, guys automatically believe in him. And then they see him throw the football and say, damn, he still got it. You know, this guy can still can still sling it like he used to. So uh, guys are going to buy into that. They know Joe's a winner in this league and he's done it over and over in his career. So they're going to buy into him. And you know, I, I just think it's unbelievable what this team has accomplished this year. You know, if I told you before the season started, we're going to lose Nick Chubb for the season we're gonna have a ton of injuries on the offensive line we're going to have four starting quarterbacks and we're going for our 10th win uh, this Sunday you would think I was crazy you know I think that's uh you know that, that's a recipe for disaster for any team um you know but this Browns team has has been resilient uh, they've played phenomenal defense they've, they've come up with uh, uh, crucial plays at, at crucial points in the game to, to win these games and uh, it's just been uh, it's just been crazy to watch how this team has found way different ways each week to win football games
2: Tim, I want to change up just for a second. The the Steelers safety who's suspended for, suspended for the rest of the season after that throw in the Colts game, and I'm taking it back a little bit to Joe. and, and I've joked with these guys before that PJ Walker was throwing hospital balls to Amari Cooper, and <laughs> got his ribs busted basically. And we saw, and I didn't think it was a very good throw in that Colts game. That uh, I forget the receiver now that got hurt on the play, but Michael Pittman. Thank you, Michael yeah, right. Pittman. And and Tom Brady said earlier he put it on the quarterback. As a former quarterback, where do you fall on this? Because I, we haven't seen Joe really expose his receivers to, to nasty hits, whereas some of these younger guys do. And I right. do think it goes back to quarterback play and the position that you're putting these receivers in. Have you had receivers come to you and say, man, you're going to get me killed if you keep throwing it there? And just where do you fall on, on the quarterback's responsibility with
5: receivers? You know, I, I think it's all on the quarterback, in my opinion. I, I think the quarterback can see what's out in front, and the receiver is is trusting you to throw that football in a spot where he's not going to get hit, because you know he he's if he's doing it, in uh, you know, especially back, you know, when I was playing, the rules are different now, but you know, coming across the middle took a took a lot of courage. You know, those safeties were head hunting, those linebackers are trying to take your head off. It can't really, you know, hit them like that anymore. But still, there, there's a level of confidence that those receivers have in the quarterback to trust that when you throw me in the middle into this into this uh, window, that there's no one there going to take my head off. And, and the biggest thing for a quarterback is, you know, what I always try to do was, was never throw the football high across the middle because two things can happen. You're going to extend the receiver's arms up, which exposes his ribs. And, you know, you put him in position to take a big hit or the ball's going to sell over his head or get tipped and you got an interception. Uh, so I always tried to keep it you know, uh, chest or, or hip height where he had to go down to catch the football. So if, he, if there was a collision, that he was going to be in that kind of protected position where he could you know, not expose himself. So, so those are kind of my biggest things is always see what's out in front of the receiver. Try not to lead him into trouble. And uh, if you're throwing across the middle, just kind of keep the ball uh, uh, low to medium level. Never, never extend the receiver high across the middle.
0: Tim, Tim, you uh, you talked about before about how the running game has been ineffective for really the last at least three weeks. Uh, you know, we talked about – obviously, a big part of that is the offensive line, certainly. But we've right. talked about it. G and I especially have been bringing up the fact that we feel like Jerome Ford's vision hitting the holes is maybe not what it should be. Would, do you think because of the offensive line struggles, they'd be better off giving a veteran like Kareem Hunt more carries – Who has probably you know more natural instincts and he's used to seeing things that maybe the younger back wouldn't. What do you think about that?
5: Yeah, you know I think Kareem's one of those guys who's always kind of going to get you those positive yards. You know he's not going to be you know probably not as explosive as some of the other backs and you know as far as hitting those home runs, but Kareem's going to see the hole. He's going to hit it. He's going to put his head down. He's going to drive the pile. Uh, He's just uh, he's a positive yardage back. You know he's going to average four or five yards a carry and. Uh, you know, you can trust him. You know, he's been uh, he's been productive in this league for for several years now. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, he probably would benefit from getting more carries and it would probably help the running game. But, you know, like like you said, it's just it's been a struggle with the offensive line moving pieces each week with all the injuries that they've had and, uh, you know, ro- rotating at quarterback, you know, you know, four different starters there. And it's just uh, it's a bad recipe for to to have a consistent running game with those kind of things.
1: Tim, Bull gave us a stat yesterday that. Cleveland Browns going back to the 50s, maybe ever, ever in their entire history, never won 12 games, or was that one time? One time in the wow. since since they've been in the
0: NFL, like when they were in the AAFC. Yeah, yeah. So it's, as but an since NFL, since they've yeah. been in the NFL, they've won 12 games
1: once with Bernie in '86. So that's it. I thought they were 11 and five. I, or no, they were 12 and four once with Bernie. 12 and four. Yeah, uh, they could they could get there. You know, they could do that this year. Yeah. They could, you know, th- when you look at the schedule, these are all games that they should be favored in and they're all winnable. They could easily lose all three right. too. You know how that goes. But yeah. what would it what would it say to you if with all of these dings and adversities, and you mentioned them earlier, the Chubb, the line, four quarterbacks, that this yeah. front office and this head coach has guided this team filled with hurdles <coughs> thrown in their way, becomes the second Browns team in their existence in the NFL to win twelve games, what does that tell you about this team and yep. and and those that run it?
5: All positive things, you know, I think, um, you know, to me it says that Kevin Stefanski, if that happens, you know, if they go on to win 12 games and, and maybe if they just win 11, I think Kevin Stefanski is, you know, should be heavily considered as, as coach of the year, you know, with right. what he's had to deal with, with all the moving pieces, you know, I mean, it's it's I, I mean, he's done a phenomenal job, in my opinion, and I think, uh, you know, they, the front office has done a good job of bringing in the pieces that they needed to bring in. Uh, you know, as the season has gone on and we've had the injuries, we brought in the right pieces, obviously bringing in Joe uh, was a huge factor. And, um, you know, it's they had the right pieces on defense and, and they're playing great ball over there and they're, they're well coached. And uh, Schwartz has made a huge impact on that side of the ball, obviously. Uh, and it's just unbelievable. You know, like I said earlier, it's, um, you know, with all the things that they've had to deal with this year and they're going for their 10th in this year and, and have a very realistic chance of winning 12 games is, is unbelievable. You know, this team has been resilient. Uh, We've seen a lot of guys step up and have big years. I think uh, David Njoku has had a career year. I love seeing uh, the progression that he's made. You know, especially, you know, a guy like that who's had four quarterbacks back there and he's still having the best year of his career. And each week he seems to get better and better. And uh, he's playing at a high level. And I love seeing the growth of some of these players. It's just uh, it's been a fun year to watch. It, it really has been. I know it's been frustrating in a lot of areas with the injuries and a lot of moving parts and all that, st- all that stuff. But uh, they've just continued to find different ways to win games. And I think a lot of that goes to uh, credit to Coach Stefanski and his staff.
1: Absolutely. Uh, before we let you go, what's your hunch? Who wins this one?
5: I think the Browns win this game uh, you know I think it'll be tough they've been they haven't been good on the road this year I think what are they two and four on the road they've been much better at home the defense has not kind of been the same uh, uh, on, on the road as they have been at home but I think they get it together this week I think it's very important that Joe limits the turnovers this week on the road because like I said the defense hasn't been quite as good on the road so he will have to play a little more conservative I think and uh, not not but I think the Browns find a way to win this game on the road
1: very good Tim. Merry Christmas, Thanks, happy Sam. holidays to you and your great family, and we'll uh, see you next week.
5: Thank you, guys. Merry Christmas to y'all as well. Absolutely,
1: well, glad to hear he's on board with the yeah. uh, with the Browns winning their tenth game of the season. He makes some really good points about the, the job Stefanski has done. Mm-hmm. He thinks he'd be the front runner if he gets to uh, eleven wins. The Browns uh, will have played two games by the time we speak to Tim again. That's right. The Browns yeah. play Thursday. Yeah, by this by this point next week. Yeah, the Browns. Could be eleven and four. That's right. That is
4: crazy to think of I can't wait for the Friday T V show and by five, the way. Sorry. Thinking oh, ahead yeah. to next Friday. It'll be a reactionary oh, wow. T V show. It's gonna be a blast. <clears throat> first time, yeah. Wow. We gotta do our top ten players draft and I got one more fan duel read, so let's get to that. Then we'll draft the ten best players in the game on Saturday. But as the weather gets colder, <sighs> the NFL offers stay. Red hot on FanDuel, and right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Guys, would do it. Every Friday, it's one of my favorite things we do, but the 10 best players in this game count injuries, positional values are relevant. The 10 best guys on the field Sunday. We'll start with one, work our way down. Yeah. And CJ Stroud it. and Tank
0: Dell would have both been in, near the top. but uh, would have been in my top five. Obviously, both are not uh, playing this game. Tank is, it, is, it,
1: it, is there much argument at number one? Is it still, do we still think Miles Garrett? I, I mean,
0: Obviously, he hasn't been as good lately, but right. yes, I would still have Miles Garrett number one agreement all the way around. Of course, I took him <laughs> off briefly because of the shoulder. Well, I, just that I, first game back. He didn't play. He was pretty bad. Yeah, in that game, right. but he's he's played better since but
3: uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I we're all in back,
0: I put him back up. as number All right. One. All right. So number two, where do we go? at Number easy. two.
3: Uh, let's see. I, 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 I might take tonsil. Hmm. That's Lar-
2: interesting. Laramie. Tunsil yeah, that was higher than I'd. I Laramie he was nice. on the list, but I'm going to go Denzel nice. Ward at two. That's where I was going. I would too.
1: I had Ward two. Okay. Three. Now, do we want to, if he's got Tunsil at two, at some point he's going to need two more votes to get him in here. Right. right? Or at least one more in a tiebreaker. I have him in my top ten. I didn't have him in my top five. So it would be a leap for me to co-sign him at number three. Can either of you guys do it? Uh, I didn't even have him as the best player on the Texans.
0: I didn't either. Uh, Nico uh, Collins has had a great year.
1: Yeah, I don't have him as the best player on the Texans and,
0: either. Uh, and they have a linebacker whose name's escaping me who has a ton of tackles. Greeners. He's, sacks. Yes. He's got like He's got sacks. 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 Uh, Blake Cashman
4: has right. a ton Right, Blake Cashman.
0: Yep. This, these guys are having a
3: tremendous year. Uh, Cashman
4: is, hasn't practiced in two days, though. He may or may not play. Oh, oh I, I didn't that. know that.
3: I, I, I thought I, when I did this, I Nico Collins was playing, CJ Stroud was Yeah, it looks playing. like Nico Collins may play probably going to play. Yeah. is going to play. Yeah. Well, do you know where Tunsil is on PFF?
0: I can tell you in one sec. Give me I a sec. think he's got a good grade, not elite, but I think good. I think
3: he's a good pass
0: blocker. He's always been an excellent tackle. I mean, he deserves belongs in the conversation. Well, and who's the next player for the Browns? We're considering Cooper. You guys are going to laugh. Flacco. I, I got Flacco. Jay's going to got Flacco. I got Flacco. Uh, David Njoku belongs in the conversation. Yeah, I have Flacco and Njoku. J-O-K Cooper. belongs in the conversation. And J-O-K was my number 10.
3: Emerson? I was putting Njoku there. I think Njoku is really racist stock.
2: It's hard for me to put Njoku above Amari still. I just think Amari is what drives this thing.
3: I, I did it because of just his, his blocking prowess. He's going to give guys extra chances. He's helping in tackles and still getting out in the route. Nobody else can the run consider game.
1: Flacco I, I, here. I, I, I'm not I, ready to go I Flacco go, yet. But, it,
3: but the uh,
0: interceptions and the inconsistency. Yeah, he's I'm in going to go for three quarters. I'm going with the linebacker, linebacker on the Texans, who's Blake, whatever his hell is last name. Blake time. Cashman. <laughs> his name you don't even know. No, I, I know just, hey Blake.
1: What's his name? He's it's put up. Blake He's got and, a bull, huge,
0: and Bull sticking to it. He's got huge traditional stats and huge PFF grades. He's got the
1: combo. Can I? He's been great. Can I try to sell you guys on Flacco or is this lost cause? No, ahead. Okay, let me. The gentleman has to sell you at because I said when I when I made my list in my head I said yeah. I'm going to put Flacco at three and I'm going to get a lot of flack for that so I got to no, be ready. i not get flack, but here here's why I would put him at number three. The Browns' run game is is gone. It's evaporated like like the fall leaves on the trees. It's <laughs> just it's gone. We can't block. Yeah. The offensive line is a mess, even though it might be getting more healthy. I think that makes Joe Flacco even more important than ever before. If Another way I do this sometimes is reverse engineering. If, and I do it this way. Who are the 10 players that I just can't afford to lose? Yep. And for me, Flacco is really only number two to Miles Garrett. Mm. I cannot afford to lose Joe Flacco right R- now. I just can't. My only problem with looking at it that
0: way is that that puts position It does, I know, ahead, I know. And, but, I,
1: and I thought about that too. Yep. However, you guys may not remember, but a couple of weeks ago, and I can't believe that what's happened in just two weeks. But McNuggets and I were the only two advocating for Joe Flacco to be in at number ten. Remember that, and we lost out on the vote. Well, that was only because it was after one game. We're right. ready to go there yet. But I, I was like, I'm ready seen to go. I've, I've seen it. I know what this guy means to the team. Yeah, he's one of the top ten most important players. In fact, that's what I kept saying at the end of the segment. I'm like, you guys are wrong, and we're going to talk about this on Monday. Joe Flacco is in the top ten. It reminds me of the old Sports Center commercial where Neil Everett was talking to, I think, one of the great tennis players. It might have been um, Sampras or one of them. And he was talking about, who's your top five uh, Sports Center anchors of all time? And he listed them and Neil Everett wasn't in it. And Neil kept saying, I'm in the top five. I'm in the top five. I can hear Joe Flacco saying, guys... I'm in the top ten. Yeah. How can I not be in the top ten? By 10? the way, now I can't even name a single no, anchor. On oh, this. how times have changed! <laughs> right, right, right. right. Well, so, I, to me, I, when I reverse engineer it yeah. and I start asking myself,
3: on, right. oh, "Who oh,
1: can oh, I oh. not see in a Browns helmet on Sunday?" Hold on.
3: To me, Joe Flacco right. is number two, so, only to
1: Miles Garrett.
0: So
3: Flacco Velli just just he just hit me up via text, <laughs> said, "What is you doing?" He talked you into it, and he's right. I'm going. I'm officially going Wyatt Teller at three. This guy I goes
0: mean,
5: opposite of weird. I just made
0: <laughs> <laughs> It was a great argument. Well, well, and I'm
5: going, I John, mean, I'm going I Jonathan and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm going, I'm
2: going, going Jonathan Jonathan to Jonathan
5: Greenard, Greenard. Greenard. Greenard
4: at three. I don't know that is Blake Cashman to Wyatt Teller guy I'm thinking of not Cashman. Final
1: answer. You know what's interesting here though is it's kind of like a Senate filibuster, right? I only had to convince the majority, that's and you got, so now I've back convinced back? the majority. All right, you so got flat. G. Bush. So you hey, got- now look, he's gonna play like ass, and I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna come in here, <laughs> no. and Monday there's
3: gonna be a pile but, of garbage on but, me. But no. he's right. If, if, if there's, I, but I, that's position. I don't like the position. No, no, I, bias I, just, don't. I, and this, I don't love that either. I threw this out on Twitter because I had to go back and rewind in my mind. I said if the Cleveland Browns clinch this week, yeah, and it does not, it, it looks like they're not gonna be able to get the, the division. Would you sit Joe Flacco the next two no. weeks? No. Yeah, that's another argument. No way. I saw your question Absolutely. in the But no. one game, but, but maybe.
0: But he no. needs
1: all but. the reps with these guys he can Plus, get. Plus, if the Ravens lose to the Niners,
0: the
3: Browns are still alive but, to win but the division? It, I, I get, well, all I'm saying is that's how important Gee, yeah. here's Gee, he here's, here's how I would do it. If the
1: Browns, and I don't think this is even mathematically possible, but if with the win, they lock themselves in at the five, And Baltimore wins against San Francisco, and there's no chance that the Browns can then get the one because they've got to lose to San Francisco. They have
0: to. Right, right, right.
1: So if by some miracle of all of these events happening where the Browns find out Monday morning, we're the five and that can't change. Right. Then I definitely sit them against the Jets. Really? And I play them the second half against the Bengals. I don't want them to come in with three games, three weeks of rust, into the play. Yeah,
3: Jay, Jay, I play Jay, him against the we Jets the and yeah. is yeah. like, you all on my flag, flag on my you, list, Bush. bro. You all on,
0: on my throwing <laughs> a flag on you. All right. Four. All right. Flacco gets three. You guys got Flacco four.
2: I'm going Wyatt Teller four. I'm going Jonathan Greenard. He had two sacks last week. He's got 12 and a half for you. That's the guy I was trying to think of. Not Cashman. Sorry. Okay. He's the Texans big edge rusher. He's really come on with the Browns problems at tackle. We know Hudson's a swinging gate at right tackle. And you, and you, uh, you, I think that guy's going to be a problem.
3: I, I got, well, listen, he didn't talk me out of my move. I had tons of two. This is what, four? Yeah. <laughs> this is four. I got to at least go with him now. You Tossle. got his numbers. So we got four different guys
0: there. Well, who's yours It for? i I'm going with Amari Cooper. Okay, so you guys break the tie. It's a four-way tie.
4: So I had Jonathan Greenyard as well, and he's in my McNuggets five stats by the slightest of margins okay. over Amari Cooper, who better be coming up here sooner. I'll get mad at you guys. Yeah. Well,
1: that's next well, for me. I don't have an argument at all, Greenard at, at four. Yeah, He has been an impact. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I didn't know a lot about him at all until I started doing research on the Texans for this game. So I can't say that I've watched he's him. Come he's come out of great. nowhere this year. I haven't seen him. I don't know anything about if he walked in right now, I wouldn't know him. Yeah. yeah. But I read a lot about what their defense does and how he's kind of the linchpin to their defense and yeah. that he's had a great year. Yeah. And so. He,
2: and I, he's like a nobody this year. And then he yeah. just exploded. Coming this into year. this year. Yeah. He was just yeah. like a guy. He was yeah. a piece. He said. And now year. he's become
1: the central piece. And for that, I, I'm with you. I'd give him four. Yeah. All right. So he's five. at four.
4: G, real quick. Laramie Tunsell, you asked his PFF grade. He ranks tied for 19th with a 77 right now. So. Uh, I mean, that's
0: fine. That's solid, but
4: not a. Yeah.
1: Uh a five Does Cooper get number five then? Uh, He's my five, yeah. I'm going Wyatt Teller again. Cooper at four. So I mean we've already got two Cooper. If you don't go Wyatt Teller, Cooper gets the five.
4: Know, still has, got, he still has Laramie Tunsil on he's the board. Still so. exactly. I got Tunsil
3: on. Okay, I, listen, Cooper. It is. Here, see, Tunsil's on the board, but he this, this looked like Tunsil going to be a, a, a eight. You're like Anthony hey, Bennett, at one. Yeah, was right. The guy that the night of the draft, the video yeah. of him yes. smoking yeah. weed
1: came out. Yeah. This is it's another draft day disaster draft, for yeah. Tunsil. Draft he's day falling the on money. the board. He's falling out of the top five. Right. That was that might have been one of the most. It wasn't funny. Was that the gas mask? He yeah.
0: had a
3: gas mask. <laughs> oh, my. This is so ridiculous. Like, yeah. Jeez, can God. we find that video? That oh, we can my play God. Yeah,
4: yeah, I'm sure I can find it. We'll f- if you haven't seen it. And it then I, heard- I
3: saw that and I said, that's fake.
1: There's <laughs> no is. way anybody really does that. Uh, like, wasn't that staged or now. something? Or? No, it no. what happened I was vaguely
2: remember this. one of his
1: confidants rolled on him and was trying to extort and said, oh, I've got this video, yeah. and if I don't get this, I'm going to really? release uh, the video. Oh my and God. it was just... The physical image of the guy who most people were saying was going to be the one or two players selected yeah. in the draft with this gas
3: mask, on, hey, hey man. filled so with marijuana. smoke. This, this is why we can laugh now. It is just, it's totally legal. Shout out to him and Josh Gordon. I was just like, <laughs> is it. he in that much of a hurry to get stoned? Like, like, yeah, man, like you're putting so. it in a
1: gas mask. I hey,
3: mean, he you had try all kinds grade. of crazy stuff. Uh, yeah, they
1: yeah. do. So Tunsil's—he's dropping like a right. rock again six, on the draft board. Six, I'm going Wyatt Teller. I'm with on. you on Wyatt Teller. Thank Ta- you. I'll, I'll take I'll Wyatt. Uh, I'll here. give you Wyatt take,
2: because of—I mean, maybe we're—I don't know if this counts as positional importance, but he's the yeah. last
0: man standing on the mm-hmm. line. Come on, now. Yeah, you're right. Like, by the way, Wendy, are you friendly with his wife? I met her she once. She should come on the show with us. I met her once. Yeah, she's well, always tweeting. Like, do we? Anybody know her? She Why follow. We, she loves G. Bush. Yeah, I'm sure we can. I've seen her tweet at G. Bush. Oh, she follows me and on What's
1: the reason to bring her on, other than the fact that she's the wife of Wyatt Teller? I like, just think the, she's is like she a big the, fan of football. She, she, does she know the sport? She, she first of all, she's I don't very know,
2: active on social
1: media. She's very oh, okay. active on well social media.
0: She's really nice. And with she the likes fans. me. That's all that
1: counts. She, no. she. G. Bush, everybody likes you. Every year, she picks fans.
0: That she, she sends, she and Wyatt send the Christmas card to from her family. Gosh, what have and been people great really to have love her on that. this week. Yeah, a, a, yeah, yeah. That.
1: Well, let's try. She to get seems her, really
0: nice. I, I feel really, like a have aid I know
3: I could get in touch with her. I'm, I'm yeah, sure. Okay, and you know what, sister, sister Tellers are Kool-Aid Mafia members. I want Wyatt Teller in the top five. That's it. He's well, in. He's number he's six. Six. He's six. He's number okay, six. Okay, well, I, I did what I could. Now, now really. <laughs> you know,
1: the, the, the development well, storyline of this draft is the drop of, of Larry, Larry Tunsell. Yeah. Hey, where have we heard that before? Hey, big fella. Seven. Oh. We
0: almost have to say, I mean, like, we don't even have the Joku up there. We don't have oh, no, we don't. I'm or Emerson or Emerson. None of those guys at seven. I'm going JOK. Yes. Wow. No, yeah, you're right.
3: Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm going, going JOK. To, I'm going to Joku. JOK has been playing crazy. I'll go JOK too because dang, be I forgot about killing him. it. He has. Played. We might. Well, he has can we played. get a relook at
1: this now? Are <laughs> we going two Browns heavy? We, we are ask ourselves Well, that. but their top players are out. The quarterback's out. I know, out. I know. But are we missing somebody? The running back's pretty good. I mean, the Singletary's, Singletary. pretty, Singletary's pretty, well, pretty Nico good. Collins
2: we've left I, out. I think Nico Collins and Cushman are both more deserving than Singletary. Oh, no okay. kidding. I think so. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Right.
3: Hey, I've hey, been trying to get Tunsil hey, since Tunsil's two. Tunsil's
1: still on the board, too. He's still on the board. Have we, have we located the Tunsil gas mask? <laughs> I, I have a picture. So A picture is worth a thousand words. <laughs> okay, we, we now go live to our draft day studio. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is the best. <laughs> hey, do you know how? Do you understand how how, how how like how absorbed? <laughs> that marijuana is in his oh, in his oh my God. goodness I mean that is in his being that is in his soul there's a number for
1: like <laughs> blood alcohol content yeah you blow. it's like you yeah. know 0.08 is really sure. drunk there is a, and and this is going to be a big thing in Ohio now that it's legal there is a test I think it's a blood test that immediately will tell the officer how many parts per million of the active ingredient in marijuana which I think is mm-hmm. THC I'm not an expert, trust me. I've never even smoked weed, but I know more about this than I should. (laughs) But they can find out Bulls looking at me like I'm lying. This is a true story. But they can find out like how many parts per million yeah. I'm guessing, had he been tested, he Ooh. would have set the Guinness Book of World Records yeah. for the highest parts per million of THC.
3: There's Baker, there's tonsil. There could the- also be a scene from The Walking Dead or some other post-apocalyptic. <laughs> Man. His movie. his mini is crazy yeah. if he was in Star Wars. All right, what All right, number Michael's are we on? Older ones,
1: the, the we on? van. Yeah. would also be a high parts no per doubt. million. No we doubt. We got All three right.
4: picks. Let's get the last. So three. where number are we? Eight. What was seven? 7 JOK, J-O-K and Joku's still on the board. Emerson's still on the Collins board. Collins is still on the board. Collins is still I'm on the board. Today. I'm going Collins at
1: 8.
2: I'm going – I went in Joku at 7. I got to go in Joku again at 8. Okay. I,
1: I'm we? nervous that we're there's only one Texan and then if, if it comes out where they win, we're like, man, were we in the clouds? All right, I'm gonna go with Tunsil. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay. Can we get another live look inside the draft room right now? of Tunsil's reaction to still being on the board still on the board. Um, like a rock. I'm gonna go with Collins. All right. Just because so that gets the win. I, I just feel like it gotta get that's yeah, fine. That's yeah, fine. Okay. Okay. Nine.
0: I gotta uh, go in Joku again.
2: I can't believe we're at nine. I, I'm Njoku's going to Joku. I'm
3: with you. Uh, yeah, Laramie. Yeah, I'm trying my best. up here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the picture is kind of crazy, bro. Can we <laughs> yeah, get next can, I uh, can I be Laramie? Can be Laramie? Yeah, yeah, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> y'all.
0: Yeah. It's good.
3: <laughs> it's cool. I feel.
0: Nothing. <laughs> I'm All gonna right. go. Uh, so two for the one for Laramie Tunsil. Oh, Tunsil. In Joku, it is. <laughs> All right, that's nine.
4: So, does Laramie Tunsil, does
1: his draft style, I don't, started at gonna, like two, he does he fall out two. of the top ten? Here's <laughs> the thing. I almost feel like at this point, it's it would be a pure two. sympathy pick. Yeah. But like, we feel for the guy. I'm going
0: with
3: the linebacker from the Texans I we mentioned get, earlier. Cashman. Can, we, can we throw? Can we give him his PFF pass rush grade? He's going against Miles Garrett this week. Can you at least boost yes. him up, McNuggets? So, his pass
4: Pass blocking grade is an 82.9. That's which is good. Short. Oh. All tackles is the fourth highest pass blocking grade. He gets Where my vote that? at number 10.
0: Hey. What, what is I Cashman's PFF grade, Mike? It's really high, isn't He's it? He's left tackle. He's but, going to get the best in the game. G makes a great point. So you're going Tunsil? I am going tunsil. A, going because Cashman I feel, I feel no?
1: sorry for him stuck in that gas mask. But Jay, so Jay, cash, Jay let's let's Mike,
0: this a deal time. at 10.
1: Let's make Let I, I want to negotiate. What do, I get? <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> I'll give you the gas mask. We'll, we'll, we'll secure the gas mask, and you can have it. Larry Tunsil, it is. <laughs> yes, Larry, we, man, we did
4: it, big fella. Eighty-eight PFF grade for this. Who
0: would you have broken the tie with, Mike?
4: I, like I'd be lying to tell you, I'm super familiar with Blake Cashman's game. He has phenomenal numbers, but Tunsil's been one of the better left tackles in football for mm. a few years. So I feel like All we right. would have been doing an injustice to leave him off. Where was but,
1: he? Was he, like, Mississippi State or something like Ole Miss. that? Ole, Ole, Miss. Ole
3: Miss. Oh Miss. Yeah, Ole Miss, man. Yeah. Shit. I just
1: – that that image is one of the all-time great sports mm, ever. images. Ever. Like, when you show that to diehard fans, they're they even though you can't see the man's face, they're going to tell you that they know who that is. And they know the story. Oh, That's right. <laughs> Mike, you know we forgot to have a schedule a, for today. Can we make that a sticker? One of our, uh, I'm sure yeah, we could talk this. One of our emojis.
0: Our, our mo- we we forgot to do the top five uh, uh, backup quarterback draft this week.
4: We had a busy oh, week, that's right. busy busy week. We'll get back yeah. to that tomorrow, All right. uh, next week. But we got some McNugget stats, and I got two bonus ones. I'm Before gonna you do that, can I just take TV a second? Show. Yeah,
1: of course. If, if you're watching right now, uh, it's time for our daily likeathon. Take a second. If you yes. like the content that we provide you here on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And odds are you do if you're watching us putting pictures of people with gas masks on smoking pot. You, you you must like what we're bringing to you. Just take a second, hit that like button. It helps us tremendously. It helps us when people are searching for Cleveland Browns content. Our stuff is more likely to pop up because you just took one second out of your day and hit the like button. If you haven't already subscribed, take a second and subscribe. And then you're notified whenever we do in breaking news content. Or quality content just like this. Oh, go ahead, G.
3: Uh, Earl, go ahead and do the do the favor and give us our, our top. Yeah, Mike Mike what, no, Mike wasn't here. Hit the pause. Five second pause, everybody. Yes. Mm-hmm. This five second pause is brought to you by the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Make sure you ring the bell and hit that like button. All
4: I like, like it. That. I like it. Yeah. All right, you guys ready for a five there pack of McNugget
1: stats and two bonus Give five seconds of silence, Mike.
0: That's true. Earl Listen. said the five seconds. We don't I'm wait count in like about a count. second. Ready?
1: Go. Five seconds of silence for you to like this program. Resume. There you go. I'm, All right. Amen. We did five seconds.
4: <laughs> this first stat is about four quarterbacks. Last week, I gave you guys the stat. The Browns were the only team in football to have four quarterbacks win a game this season. The first team in football to have four quarterbacks win a game since the two, 2015 Houston Texans. Who also made the playoffs brian hoyer ryan Mallett, tj yates and brandon whedon all started and won games that year. i believe but they
0: beat the bengals in the playoff with tj Yates. two I former back, browns quarterbacks on that list
4: i went back and i looked i can't confirm this but i checked everywhere i could find the browns are the first team in nfl history according to my own research i could not find <laughs> I, ser- I looked everywhere to have four quarterbacks leave a fourth quarter game when he drive in the same season
1: Every quarterback
4: that started a game for the Browns this season has led a fourth-quarter game-winning comeback. Watson did it against Baltimore. PJ did it against San Francisco and Indianapolis. DTR
0: against Pittsburgh. Flacco last week against Chicago. I couldn't find it anywhere else. Now, in fairness, how many teams have had four starting quarterbacks in a season? It probably doesn't happen that often.
1: No, it doesn't. But but here's but here's why that stat is so impressive. Yeah. When you're on to starting quarterback number two, you have a lesser quality player. When you're on to starting quarterback number three, you have an even lesser quality player, typically. Yeah.
0: When you're, when you're under four, on to four, you got an Uber driver. Number right. four.
1: Season's over. You, you took someone off the beach. Well, it, it, and it, they've all had fourth quarter drives to win games. It is amazing. Games. Well, the, well uh, it, Mikey, that might never happen again. And the part that I think is
2: hysterical is I remember I'm old enough to remember when we were talking about how Kevin Stefanski can't come back and win in the fourth quarter. Well, that, right. Absolutely. That, that was that, that September conversation about how is it? And it was a
1: bad record when the Browns were down. But the fourth But bull quarter. appropriately came up with the stat that put all of that into perspective. He said, okay, who's the coach right now that is pretty much universally looked at as one of the best young coaches in football, right? And we came up with Kyle Shanahan, right?
3: And, his- and bull said, let's see where Shanahan ranks. He was below Stefanski. Yeah. 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 So what you're telling me, he's the coach of the year then Bull? No, no, no. Well, oh, I think Stefanski the coach of the year. Yeah. Yes. But what he's yeah. saying was, not long
1: ago we were dinging Stefanski right. because right. he had so few fourth quarter comeback wins as right. a coach. I was doing it two weeks ago. What you mean? Not long ago. <laughs> I wonder where he ranks on that list now. I mean, now.
0: the only coach that had a good record was Andy Reid because his quarterback's Patrick Mahomes. Sure. I mean, you know.
4: Yeah. All right. Number two. This is a Joe Flacco tribute. So, okay. in three games with the Browns, he's thrown for 939 passing yards. That's the fifth most passing yards any quarterback has ever thrown for in his first three games of the new franchise. 2002, Drew Bledsoe threw for 1,017. 2011, Cam Newton, 1,012. Kirk Cousins in 2018, 965. 2021, Matt Stafford, 942. And then this year's Joe Flacco with 939. We all know he threw for 212 yards in the fourth quarter against Chicago. That's the most yards in a single quarter any quarterback's thrown for in 45 years. Mm. But here's where this comes into play. Wait, wait, wait. Repeat that, what? His 212 yards in the fourth quarter was the most yards a quarterback is thrown for in any individual quarter in the last 45 years.
0: <laughs> what? Yes. Really? Yes. Now, I, wouldn't ha- I would guess that was near the top, but not where the top. Where did you that's find
4: amazing. that? CBS Sports tweeted that one out.
0: So that, that is wild.
4: People. Guys, that's unbelievable. However, that Jay, this is where it comes, into co- it comes into context. 212 yards in the fourth quarter versus Chicago. In the last month, the last four games the Texans have played, They've allowed two hundred and twenty total passing yards in the fourth quarter in overtime in their last four games. Oh, wow. So Flacco wow. versus Chicago, two hundred twelve. Houston in the last four games they've played, two twenty total.
0: Giving up 55 so a fifty five. So what game. you're saying
1: is if this game comes down to the fourth quarter, it, it will be decided by Flacco's fourth quarter greatness, throwing it against
3: Houston's fourth quarter greatness in stopping it. And he's not playing against Bum's. That's not, not like no. the Bears got good defense. Let's not, they, got, they got a good defense. He's not playing against bombs out here. Now, who have the Texans played in their last
1: four to, to hold their opponents? They beat the they Titans held, last week. They held okay, Tennessee not a, not a, to
4: 59 yards, but that was fourth quarter end overtime. Okay. So that oh, was yes, even right. extra. And it was a long overtime. The Jets, they held to 45. Terrible Denver offense. threw for 83, but they picked off Denver twice. Okay. And Jacksonville, 33 yards. So, in total, 220
0: yeah. four playing. games. It's pretty, pretty good.
3: So, when my boy put that three 300 up on him, we ready to go, in right? In
0: fairness, wasn't Jacksonville up big on them, so they probably weren't throwing in the fourth quarter? It was a uh,
4: 24-21 game, so it was pretty close the whole way through. Okay. I don't think I thought it they was were up significantly. They, yeah. wow.
0: uh,
1: the, the Jets mm-hmm. game was a blowout, so they ran the ball more than yeah. they Man, had, and That's and the one out loud. you're killing life. it on these stats. You just You're absolutely killing it.
5: Uh, By
0: the way, Mike, one. there's a little yes. controversy here. Can you put that last graphic back up for a second? Of course. Not, not that last one. I'm sorry. The one where it has Flacco's numbers. Well, Steve, Take it. We have a little controversy here that I have to hash out. You've be been saying drawing. 939 yards. The graphics is 938. Oh, so who got, got it wrong, Mike? Uh, look, I
4: bookmarked it where I found that one. Hold on. I can tell you. <laughs> and also, he I just He deserves credit for every yard. No, you're right. It's 239. It's a bad, bad spelling. 938. Number. I apologize. Hand up. My bad. <clears> What's the
1: number? You just said 239. That's. No,
4: 939. 938. Nine. No, he did throw 939. The graphics. Said oh, the
0: graphic's, the graphics. Wrong. wrong. Okay. Hey. Graph- so was that an
4: Anthony Cantus Belli <laughs> problem? No, that was a me on vacation working at, at breakfast. <laughs> when, oh. you're,
2: when you're done with your stats, I got one. I got okay. one. So Next up, the third
4: one. This is a matchup to watch. We talked about Nico Collins, right? Yeah. So, Nico Collins has spent 80% of his snaps lined up on the outside. And against man coverage this year, the QB rating for the Houston Texans quarterback targeting Nico Collins in man coverage, a near-perfect 155.8. It's the highest quarterback rating to any individual receiver in man coverage. Now, I know Anthony mentioned this yesterday, but the Browns have three of the top four most successful coverage corners in football, which when Next Gen Stats does all their analytics, based on the route, the overall outcome, they, they determine success rate. Right. Newsom, 67.6, number one in the NFL. Ward and Newsom, 66.6, tied with Jalen Johnson of the Bears last week for second. When teams pass against the Browns, they have a minus 157 EPA. It's the lowest rate since 2016. These guys are phenomenal in man coverage. God. And Nico Collins is great against man coverage. Just something to watch, that these are two masters at what they do going up against each other. Yeah, no,
1: again – Mike, just an incredible stat that shines a light on a matchup that may well decide this game that I wouldn't have thought. I I had no idea Collins and their quarterbacks throwing to him have been that successful on man coverage on the outside. And also, something that's really driving home with all these numbers that you're throwing at us, I know we all agree that Miles Garrett is the sun to this universe on defense and everybody else is a planet going around him, but when... When you look at their success on man pass coverage, and you, you keep saying that's the best in the NFL since 2009. Yeah. They have right now what teams dream of, and that is a Hall of Fame caliber pass rusher and a back end to a defense that makes it almost impossible for quarterbacks to find receivers your in man coverage. And, this is the kind of formula that can take a team deep in the playoffs.
0: And as hard as we've been on Greg Newsom at times, for a third corner, he's very good. You're right. He's you're not right. a one. He's keep not a two. He's a three. Slot guy. He's a slot
3: guy. He's been excellent. He's and, been great. And, and, and I keep going back to it. Some people think just because you end up a defensive coordinator that you're smart. You're not. Joe Woods had all of these people on his team last year, all well, of minus them. the middle of the defensive okay. line, but you still had Miles Garrett in yeah. and you still had three, had those four guys that and you know, all these other back of the, so why would you play zone the majority of the time? Yeah. Like, why would you do that in terms
0: of how I'm it, sure that's
1: what <laughs> Schwartz
0: said yeah. the second he walked in the building in terms of Collins, the difference here with Collins though is He's never played with Case Keenum because he's been out the last couple of he was
1: out last week when Keenum right. played. And he's been hurt. Collins has been out a few weeks, so who knows It's still not a given he's gonna play, but yet the fact that right. he practiced yesterday, when I saw that, I was like, I didn't expect he'd be out there. He's, right. he's but still first game back, he may not be at his best and he's never played with Keenum, so
3: And he probably hasn't practiced much with him because yeah, right. yesterday was the first time. And I'm raising my hand saying he's getting locked up. He's getting locked up. He's, we're not okay. All right,
4: that moving off. on. A little uh, a little nod to David Njoku, who's been phenomenal in the last three games. Since yeah. Joe Flacco's taken over at quarterback in three games, he's been targeted 28 times, has 18 catches, 212 yards, three touchdowns. And on the season, he ranks third among NFL tight ends and targets, fifth in receptions, seventh in yards, first in yak, tied for third in touchdowns. And one thing we know about Njoku, he's impossible to get taken down. He's one of the hardest guys to tackle in football his average depth of target is just 4.4 yards. He averages 7.1 yards after the catch per reception. He's yeah. averaging 11 yards per catch. 70% of his yards are on yak, and we saw it. And it even nuts. goes back to that third and 15 pass from Joe Flacco last week where he ended up catching it, running for the first down, putting him into field goal range. I don't know if it's Joe Flacco who's unlocked. I'm not sure if it's just him coming into his own finally, but the David and Njoku we've seen the last three weeks, is that David and Joku the Browns, paid for when they gave him that massive extension. It's been awesome to see because he's an awesome guy yeah. and a you big David. fan of UCS. Again. Yeah, I mean, it's
0: he's a great po- stat.
1: It's he's, a great stat.
0: He's had a very good year overall, but the last three weeks he's playing at an
1: elite level. He is. You've mentioned yeah. uh, the, really the only pro bo- the only tight end better in the AFC is Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Right um, now, uh, obviously, with the Ravens uh, you know, having their guy out and you know, most of the great tight ends, three of the top five, I think, are in the
3: NFC. I may have fallen flat on my Nick Chubb for 2,000 yards or my Amari Cooper for 1,600 yards Mm -hmm. or the run game. But I didn't <laughs> fall flat on my face. You have saved my Take Hall of Fame credit. <laughs> yeah. David Njoku, I told you he was worth the money. You just came three or four years later. That's but right. you showed up, buddy. Thank you so much, if David. If you were starting a team and had to draft an AFC tight end, you'd probably
0: take David Njoku.
3: What? Right. Say that again, Bull.
0: I'd like to hear from you. Wait, You're starting a team because Kelsey? Kelsey's 31 years old. I'm a factoring in age. Well, wow. this is Njoku's seventh year. He's 28 or
3: 29. Uh, yeah, but he's got... Is he? Four, he's twenty eight. Yeah. Kelsey's showing
0: some decline. He was really young when he was like game.
3: nineteen or something. When he said was real. That's an interesting game. conversation. 21. I saw this yeah. on the
1: NFL Network. Is Kelsey into a period of decline? And I think I, the overwhelming opinion of the of the uh, of the panel w- was one that I share. I just think that because there are no other weapons for Mahomes to throw to, the defenses has just decided I, you're I, not going to Kelsey's I, not going to beat us. I disagree. I
0: think they're wrong. I think he is in decline. In fact, I would argue that Rashi Rice, the rookie who's played really Look, well lately, wait, is on. a better wide receiver than anybody the Chiefs had last year. Hello? Yeah,
1: yeah. Hello, yeah. Andy, how you doing? <laughs> Andy Reid, guys.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, uh, straight up, you'll you'll give us Kelsey for Njoku. Hold on. Let me check with our assistant GM. Bull, Andy Reid on the horn. Yes. Straight up right now. He's saying we can have Kelsey, but he needs Njoku. But he not he needs an answer now. Mm. Hold on, Andy. We're on. We're on the air right now. Trying to win a Super Bowl. I'm, I'm dry- taking the Joku. Uh, no, Andy. I'm sorry. We have no time for this nonsense. We're staying put with with our guy. Okay.
3: All right. Good luck and Merry. I, I thought. Andy, I thought. Of I would, tree. <laughs> I thought. Never <laughs> hear that ever. Like, can you imagine? Six months ago, us saying some crazy Kelsey's stuff. Kelsey's still like
0: better that? than the Joku right now, but I do Wait, believe oh, he's in on. his decline.
1: Oh, Hello. Travis. <laughs> Bull? No, he actually left. He's out sick today. He's out of pocket. <laughs> yeah. I know you're from Cleveland, and I know you really want to
0: come home. Love you, home, Travis.
1: But Bull loves Njoku. Yeah, yeah. So, good luck in Kansas
0: hey, City. All right. Bye-bye. He He's not been that good this year. He's been good, but not as good.
1: Big Nuggets. Okay. Do you do it right now? Straight up. Kelsey for Njoku. I love David. I'll drive him to the airport. Yep. Yeah, I'm taking Kelsey. Straight up right now. I know you love David. Kelsey. Maybe the best tight end ever. By the way, who's a, who's a,
0: not even close. David Njoku's a way better blocker. No trade. I'm sticking yeah,
4: with David Njoku. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I got, Young, let's I got go. Some news. Bull, I got some news for you real quick. Uh, yeah. Blake Cashman will not play against the Browns. Oh. Uh, the Browns. oh. He's out. Oh. Out. case Keenum officially named the starting quarterback, so CJ Stroud, wow. out.
3: Wow. Well, the they do? Dude, Lair- hey, Laramie. Laramie. They got a trade on the table <laughs> for you, dog. <laughs> You can move up.
4: (laughs) Uh, We got the last
1: stat we got to get to real quick. One more thing. Can you call up that picture of David Njoku, the stat, the last one? I think the league's getting on to him. He's got to stop trying to hurdle guys. He's going to get hurt. I agree. The Bears last week were sitting on it. And the defender just stood up and said, come get some. He, yeah, he thought he was going to go it's over dangerous him. It, 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 it's are, dangerous. He's going to end his the season so trying that nonsense Stop get it. drop kicked. It's not worth the two or three extra yards that you pick up ah! unless you're doing it to ah! get, a get to the first down. <laughs> unless and you do it into a punter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then by, by the way, Kelsey <laughs> only has about 200 more yards in the
0: Joku. one's playing with Patrick Mahomes one plate. Once played with four quarterbacks. Kelsey's missed Kelsey. time.
1: Kelsey Kelsey. was hurt. Mike, go. Oh, you're right. missed
4: one game, but it's all good. One
1: game last
0: less stat,
4: some names. To know, we've mentioned a couple of these. I know you guys covered them yesterday, but we talked about Jonathan Greenyard earlier 12 and a half sacks. Yeah. He's half a sack behind Miles, but he has four games this season with two or more sacks, including last week, just in comparison. Miles has three. So he's had big games. He's a guy to watch. Derek Stingley and Steven Nelson, they're two cornerbacks, the only DB duo in football who each have four interceptions. So they have two guys on the outside who are ball hawks, similar to how the Cleveland Browns operate, but Denzel Ward doesn't have four. And in terms of explosive catches, where tackling's going to come into play, between Collins, Tank Dell, Noah Brown, Dalton Schultz, and I know Dell's out, they have 38 catches of 25 or more yards this season. That's not necessarily air yards. That's either just 25-yard plays. Second most in football, only behind San Francisco, one of the most explosive offenses. However... Last week with Keenum, only one of those plays. 37 yeah, Mike. With CJ Stroud, I love
0: you, but that stat is useless. That stat yeah, is meaningless. Yeah, because I think that's a game. product of CJ Stroud. I just wanted to give and, you guys yeah. some information yeah.
1: on the Houston Texans. It Tech can be right. a big
2: play offense, but the it, guys, yeah, but it the,
1: was, it was. Yeah. But the two guys most responsible for that are not playing. Are not yeah. playing. Hey,
2: real quick, that stat Kevin was getting crushed for was one win when trailing by more than a field goal in the fourth quarter. One win since he got here. The Browns lead the league. They got four this year. Tops in the NFL. Four comeback wins in the
1: fourth I think quarter. One, was he one. watched that show? Clearly, and, and, and he was him. like, you know, this is nonsense that I haven't had more of those wins. I'm going to go out and get a bunch of them. So he's purposely put himself in position yeah. to get those wins, and then he's come back and and no other team four. has
2: more than two. The Browns. Have Kevin four. is locked
1: in yeah. every
0: day. He watches. He, I've heard he watches the first hour of the show. Yeah, that's what he gets, gets fired tired up the day the
1: noon to one hour after work. Watches when that late home. late at night. Wants after to make to sure that the kids get to bed. Yeah. Also, you know what? Bad job out of us this week. We should have had Jonathan Wells on this week. He, he works for the Texans. Yeah, Jonathan. I, you know we we should have had him on.
4: And only because he's a Buckeye. I do have a C.J. Stroud that I just want to throw out there. Uh, I made this before I knew he was completely ruled out. But between the clean pocket throws for Stroud and under pressure, he's a completely different quarterback. When he's clean, gets time to set his feet, he grades out right in between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Under pressure, he grades out between Bailey Zappi and PJ Walker. So, just want to throw that out there. There's no quarterback in football that has a bigger difference wow. in terms of their PFF grades where they rank under clean pocket versus under pressure. But, the still, but no turnovers
0: in that situation. Yeah, yeah
4: it's so weird. My touchdowns, no picks. I, it's PFF grades. I know that we don't we don't love them. Just want to throw I, it out there.
0: I, I
1: got no problem with PFF. I think he's Rookie of the Year, even though oh, he missed the yeah, last yeah, he's, quarter he's of the season. I mean, I, he'll be back. He'll probably be back next week. Uh, you know, and, uh, and deserve just, deserves wait, wait, some credit
0: is Puka Nakua though. Oh, God, you're right.
1: And real, real quick, because we got super chats.
4: I was yeah. looking for something else and came across this. Take it full, Steve. The Browns this year, their home road splits. We know offense, uh, defensively, they're a different team at home versus the road. Look at the sack number. That's what kind of stuck out to me. 30 sacks at home, only oh, 11 no. on the road. That doesn't make any They've sense. Way fewer plays, but it's just it. I just wanted to put that out there. Something I kind of well, came Well, the
1: one thing, not that it would uh, answer the question as to why, but they have played eight home games and six road games right true so there's a little bit of a disparity that's, that's a huge that's a big difference yeah Jan. All right, we gotta get cha-
4: gotta get super chats in real quick guys we had a bunch of people gifting memberships yep. we appreciate everyone who gifted a membership you guys are the real mvps matthew Copa says g bush looking like denzel washington in training day yeah, happy man. holidays to the best <laughs> cleveland sports show same to you matthew Shout james cosby says happy holiday guys here's to the browns winning and returning to the postseason." Uh, Phil Bowman said, morning, Mafia. Hope everyone had a great, safe holiday weekend. Skilly says, I have an indirect connection to the Tellers as well. I'll try to reach out to her. Damian Frederick says, G. Bush dressed like James Carter on vacation. <laughs> and Daryl says, UCSS is lit. kool A Mafia in the building. Browns win 31-17. Flacco and Stefanski, a.k.a. the Property Brothers, tune in to WKYC here in a second. And Daryl's right. Make sure you guys tune in, in about 30
1: seconds yes, as sir. we head over to WKYC. Yeah, it's for the uh, the – Never before seen Brown's content. That's what right. you're about to see when you flip over to Channel 3, you've never seen before. Ever. This is not a rerun. Nope. We don't do any of the old topics. We're not pulling anything over. Nothing. Laramie Tunsel's picture will not be on Definitely Channel not. 3 TV <laughs> That's show. That's not appropriate. That is inappropriate <laughs> well, for our television viewing audience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we do hope you follow us over there, WKYC, Channel 3, as we continue our preview of the Texans and the Browns. See you there. Boop.